guys. How are you today? Welcome to the new podcast. My name is Irene Ruiz. I am from El Salvador. I live in Monterrey, Mexico. And well, yeah, I'm, I'm a rising senior. How about you guys? Uh, I'm Allie. So I'm from Peru, but I live in Pennsylvania in the U.S. right now. And I'm also a rising senior. Uh, hi, my name is Yangso. Uh, I'm from Korea, but I live in Guatemala and I'm a rising junior. Cool. So let's kind of start with um, this topic. So we're here to talk about being Latino. So do you consider yourselves being a Latino, even though, well, depending on your background or your culture, what do you consider? Yeah, maybe I think that I kind of have like a, I don't know, I don't have like a Latino background because my parents are Korean, but I've been living my life, my whole life here in Guatemala, and I think many of the things that I do or like my identity is, belongs to Guatemala, I guess. Um, I guess, so my mom is Peruvian, but my dad is American, and I was born in the U.S., but I feel like I still keep in big contact with my family, and I've tried to push myself to really stay with like my Peruvian roots, even though it can kind of be hard sometimes when you're in a different country. Yeah, totally. I personally, I will never lived outside of Latin America. And I lived in El Salvador for 11 years. I grew up there. My parents are from there. My whole family's from there. And then I came here when I was 11 in Monterrey and I've been here. And well, the same, I guess I've, I've always tried to stay within my Salvadorian roots. And I'm so sorry here. It's about to rain. If you hear thunder, that's why. And well, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. We have a lot of culture here then. So What's your favorite part about your culture? Uh, I'd say my favorite part is just like the big family and community because it's kind of weird like not having them here but I feel like every time I like call them or just want to talk they're always there to like chat about their day and that is honestly like the biggest part is having a nice big family and feeling secure I guess. Um, I think my favorite part about like the Latin American culture is that everyone is friendly to each other. So um, you, you don't feel that like awkwardness or like things like that. Like you can uh, be friends with everybody like fast, like instead of like um, trying to figure out like who they are and um, like giving them respect, like, like total respect when knowing someone. I guess. Yeah, I totally agree with you guys. I think that something we all share in Latin America is, well, the family and the family vibe and being friendly with each other in general. Like, it's like one big family. Like, there's something that really, I don't know, unites us. I know this this is, sounds very cringy, but I, it's, it's a fun part of the culture, I think. And, well, I've never been to Peru, but I know it's beautiful. I've always wanted to go there. Wanted to go there, but... I really love Guatemala. It's really close to El Salvador. I've talked to you before. And yeah. <laughs> yes. It's it's awesome. It's Guatemala City, right? Where 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 Yeah, we? Guatemala City. Guatemala City. Yeah, I love it. It's so like urban. I don't know. I I only went there once and even if even if it's so close to El Salvador, but it's it's awesome. <laughs> it's like a four hour drive. It's kind of far. Yeah. No when I went I think it was like I took us the shorter. It didn't take us oh, that long. That much, it was. Yeah. It's so nice. I love it. I love Antigua Guatemala. It's a very pretty, 
pretty country. So you've been to like where, like, like where in Guatemala City and like Guatemala in general. Um, I remember I stayed with a friend of my mom's, so I remember I was really little. But we went to Cayala. Uh, <laughs> I loved it there. The white buildings. Yeah, and we had we had some ice cream. I don't remember from where, but it was really delicious. I remember that part. We also went to uh, a park that had peacocks. I forgot the name. Oh, I think I kind of know where it is because, I, but I don't know the name. I I know where you're talking about, kind of. Uh, I think it starts with a P. The name, but Petapa. Petapa, yeah. If that. Irtra Petapa, yeah. That. Uh-huh. I love. <laughs> but I remember the rides were so much fun, and I was just like shocked, like because I I think I'd never seen peacock before, like roaming loose freely. It was so fun. Well, how about Peru? Have you? How often do you go, Ali? Oh, uh, I go about every one to two years, and it it's. I really love going there. It's absolutely gorgeous. There's some great food too, so. I, I love Peruvian food. Well, I really haven't tried much of it, but I love the rice. It's oh, yeah. Awesome. And what parts do you go to? Where is your family? Most of my family is in Lima, but I have an aunt in Trujillo, and so we'll go over there as well, and it's kind of like a different part. And then I think I have a little bit of family in Cusco as well, so. Ooh, Cusco. Yeah. I really want to go to Cusco. Like, oh, no lies. Sounds cool. I've also been to El Salvador. Yeah. Have I talked to you? <laughs> I've been to, yeah, San Salvador, like, which is the capital. I think, like, I go there just to, like, chill because Guatemala City is too urban, it's too noisy. But <laughs> San Salvador is, like, silent, and I, like, I love the... You the think silence, Thailand, yeah. well, yeah, well, compared to Guatemala City, Guatemala I guess. City, yeah. I and also, it's, yeah. Yeah. I've been to uh, La Libertad, like, some beaches, and I don't know where's that part, like, Guatepeque, like, the lake. Ah, uh, yeah, the lake. I also, yeah, I'm not Guatepeque. sure where it is, but it's really close. What I like about El Salvador is that everything's, like, so small, so you can get there literally in, like, an hour, 30 minutes, but... I feel like I'm from San Salvador, that's where I was born. I feel like it's such a busy little city because there's a lot of traffic and people don't drive well, so there's always people honking. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I don't feel like it's so quiet, but what I do like about it is, I guess, the nature. There's a lot of, like, the volcanoes and then you can go to the beach. That's fun. Okay, so something I wanted to talk about as, you know, uh, coming from different countries, but still being part of Latin America, is about, I mean, the history. They're all so different. I'm not sure much about the history. I don't know much about the history of Guatemala or Peru, but I, I guess, in a way, most of the countries in Latin America have been shaped in a similar way. So I don't know if you guys wanted to talk about a little bit about that, if you know something about your country's history that you would like to share something that you find interesting or I don't know <laughs> inspiring yeah um so with Peru like what's really interesting is that you see before like the Spanish came and like took over the country there was like Incan empires and just how like I guess it's kind of similar to the Aztec but it's different and they had their own culture and it was like I remember going to see like ruins and just seeing how they built things was really cool and how they 
acted as a society like it was one of the major civilizations of the time, which is really interesting. Yeah, I, I love that about Peru, although I've never been. That's, well, of course, the major tourist attractions now, but it's, it's very interesting, the history behind ruins. I love going there <laughs> to ruins in general. And that's a big part also of, you know, Latin America. There's some ruins you can find it probably in every country. Yeah, Guatemala um, is a country that has been hit a lot of, of like, sorry, my brother just came here. Uh, but, Hi. Hi. <laughs> that was cute. Can you guys hear the rain? Not really. Uh, yes, kind yeah. of. <laughs> it just started like pouring down. And it's so strange to have rain here in Monterrey in summer because it's kind of like in the desert. So it really is it's a very dry part of Mexico. Well, that's something else that's something else about Guatemala and El Salvador. At least there's so much rain. I love that. I don't like that. The internet <laughs> totally sucks. <laughs> really? Why? Like, no, it rains a lot. And like the streets in Guatemala isn't that good. So it floods a lot because we had like a volcanic um, explosion like in 2011, I think. And after that, the streets got like strange and like the quality of the streets got like, I don't know, it's bad, really bad. Oh no, that sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah, it must be very messy than when it rains. I think here in Monterrey, also it isn't really built for rain. So the streets flood as well. And that's, it's so frustrating. I mean, I can't imagine. And with the volcano eruption in Guatemala, I, that's hap happened more than once, right? Yeah, a lot of times. I think the most recent explosion was last year. It's um, from a volcano called Volcán de Fuego. And yeah, a lot of places have been affected by it. And so there's a city called Antigua. I don't know if you know it, but yes, <laughs> it's that city got like kind of destroyed, and yeah, many people died. Oh, wow. not fun. That's yeah, I remember seeing a lot of news videos about that. Very sad. Oh, just a question. Like, Go ahead. Mexico had a lot of earthquakes. How like? Yeah. How was it? Like, how did you feel about it? I, where I am, there isn't any, like, tectonic plate activity at all. Because those earthquakes were in Oaxaca, which is, I think it's closer to Guatemala than to where I am. So, yes. yeah, I don't, I don't really, I haven't felt any of them. But I, it was so awful lucky. for the people there. But, yeah, you know, definitely. You know, like every earthquake goes. But I think what was most shocking is that there were like two in very few like days at the same. I don't know. They were both yeah, two. strong. They were both strong and probably doesn't happen so often. I'm not sure. But you know, earthquakes are always scary. <laughs> yeah, it was like an eight point something. Oh my God. And I felt it when it happened. So I was like, Oh gosh, what should I do? Oh my God. Felt so strong. And it was eight Guatemala, yeah. Uh -huh. It was like a seven point something in Guatemala. Oh no. That's horrible. They're so strong. I think I've only been in one that's seven point something. It's so scary. 
when you're in an earthquake, you feel like there's nowhere to go, you know? And there's, I think, Guatemala and El Salvador have a lot of earthquakes, right? A lot. <laughs> a lot. It's, it's pretty common. I, I remember when I was living there, and I go there every summer as well. I never felt that, like, the ones that were six or lower, I would never feel them if I would be standing up, only if I would be sitting or lying down. So it was even scarier because sometimes, like, people would be like, screaming, está temblando, está temblando, and I would never feel them unless I was sitting down. It was just scary, I remember. In Peru, are there any earthquakes? There are, and I felt one, but I think it was pretty minor. It was only like a 4.5 or something like that. And I know they had, I think, a bad one that was on like a 7.5 like three years ago. And I remember like um, my cousins being super scared, but I think for the most part, it doesn't happen as much. But if it does happen, it happens in the like mountains and Andes instead of on the coast, which is where most of my family is. Yeah. Well, it, it's good you only felt one then, because if they're scary at the time when you're in one. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, like, hearing the stories, like you guys were saying, big earthquakes, and I'm like, oh, I've only felt one, and I was scared. So I can only imagine what you guys went through. Yeah, no, but I think that when you're living there, you kind of get used to, you know, the smaller ones, but it's the big ones that really freak you out. And I've yeah, definitely. one big one. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the good thing is that most schools now um, help you evacuate, like, from the earthquakes. So you're kind of used to them, and you know what to do when there's an earthquake, basically. Yeah, it's routine. <laughs> Once a month. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Once a month. Like a fire drill. <laughs> You never know when the big one's coming. <laughs> yeah, stressful. Yeah. So what else would you guys like to talk about <laughs> to finish this podcast? Because we only have like 10 more minutes in the meeting time because we're using the free version of Zoom, of course. <laughs> I love pupusas. <laughs> oh, pupusas are I so love when I go to El Salvador. <laughs> I love them too. They're the best. I haven't found like a place of pupusas here in Monterrey. I tried making them once wasn't the same. <laughs> Usually enough, we have like a Guatemalan restaurant super close to my house so we go all the time and like their pupusas are so good. Oh my god, that's so awesome. I love that in the States you find pupusa shops everywhere. Like my sister, she's studying in Massachusetts in college oh, and nice. she found a place that sells pupusas in like the middle of nowhere and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, a huge Guatemalan and Mexican culture near where I am. So it's, like, really cool to see, like, a ton of restaurants and stuff come up. That's so interesting. How do you feel about that? Like, do you, have you ever, I don't know, like, met interesting people there? Or, I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah, because it's, like, a bunch of cultures in my school. So it's, I've met, like, someone who moved from Venezuela and, like, Dominican Republic. And it's really cool to, like... Oh, cool, we got upgraded, but it's really cool to see um, where they come from and what their roots are and to have conversations with them. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes back to what we said at the beginning, that, you know, it's a friendly kind of, like, community among all the Latinos, even though we're from different backgrounds and countries and everything, and I think that's so much fun. <laughs> you can always meet new people. It's pretty awesome. 
So what do you guys think we should name this podcast? Latinas. I don't know. <laughs> like something, I don't know, like Latin. Something fun. <laughs> yeah, it should be unique, but I don't know. Well, I, I don't think we really, we really can come up with a name on the spot. Here. We'll just name it Pupusas, just kidding. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, Unless I, mean, it's a, I don't know why other people will actually think about the name, but I don't think it's that bad. No, I'm good with it. We should, we yeah. should ask the other people. We should. But for now, let's keep it with Pupusas. <laughs> if they say otherwise, we'll change it. Right now, it looks good. <laughs> so, well, I think we should start closing because it's been on, I don't know, like 20 minutes. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I guess I'll go. But, um, so, I guess uh, it's interesting, like, living in the U.S. and being Latina because it's... Um, in a way, it's it's hard to feel your culture because I live in a community that's very, uh, I guess, white or gringo because, like, I grew up with a ton of teachers and, like, people around me that are white. But at the end of the day, like, every time I meet someone or I talk to someone that's Latina, like, I feel connected. And I go out of my way to, like, learn the dances and to make the food. And I feel like that helps me stay connected with my roots and also when there's a lot of, like, I know you guys live in um, Latin American countries, but there's a lot of discrimination. Well, there can be discrimination here, so being able to, like, still be secure and not try to assimilate is kind of a good thing, because that's a big part of the U.S. history, as well as, like, Latina history. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's super interesting. I, I, I think if I would were to live in the States, I don't know, I would need another person who is Latino, you know, to kind of, like, relate and feel comfortable not that you wouldn't feel comfortable with other people but it's just it's special it's a special kind of connection i think for sure yeah definitely who's your favorite singer <laughs> latin singer latin working singer hmm. I, I love celia cruz she's just an icon <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like I, i'm not sure if you guys have heard of this group called jesse and joy I think I know them. Yeah, you do. They're, I think they're Mexican. I don't know. They're a yeah, they're Mexican. Yeah, American. I, I love their songs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I used to listen to them when I was little because my mom had bought a CD from them or my aunt or something, and they played it in the car the whole like like every day. So I learned their songs, and then they suddenly I remember that they released a few songs like I don't know in the past two years that got kind of big. <laughs> Yes. Definitely. My favorite songs of them are probably the early, early ones. Yeah, oh. the early ones are definitely good. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, I think, um, you know, being like a Latino or like something re related to that is, you know, cool. And you could like learn more about other cultures because Latin America is like a diverse region. You got a lot of countries that speak the same language. But their um, culture and traditions will vary a bit. And in my case, like the Korean culture and like the Latin American culture are very different. So um, it's cool how I can relate 
to both of them and also like balance what I do on my daily life because some of them are good manners in Korea while like in Guatemala or not. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Can you give us some examples of that? So um, <clears throat> usually when you go to like a restaurant and I think it's very uncommon to in Guatemala to just go and shout out to the like shout to the waiter like señor dame esto like you need to like raise your hand or like wait but in Korea that's normal it's very normal if you do that like you could just go there and scream like oh señora dame esto o señorita me puede dar esto sí. and they give you it's it's normal wow I love that I think it would be so interesting like I don't know, to hear more about those stories, because yeah, it, it's awesome how every culture has its own little things, you know, how some things are polite, how some things aren't. But yeah, do you have any other examples? <laughs> Wait, let me think. There are a lot of them, but I kind of don't remember some of them. Oh, yeah. In, let's say, in Latin America, if you say hi to some of, like, your friend's parents, you just call them by their names and say like, hey, like, I don't know, como estas, and all that. But in Korea, that's bad manners. You don't call them by their name. Uh, and <laughs> you just need to like, call them like someone, someone's mom, like, how are you? Like, you would never call them by their name. It's really bad manners. And also how you say hi is so different. Yeah, you don't like kiss on the cheek. Yeah, they, like, no, I had, a, like, an experience in Korea that, so I, I I went to Korea, and I saw some of my friends there. They're Korean, but they also live in Guatemala, and they also went to vacation. So I'm all, I'm used to, like, giving them, like, the kiss and all that, and I had some experiences in Korea, like, asking them, ala, cuánto te arrastes, a cuánto se arrastes, like, are you like this? Are you that? Is he your boyfriend? Are you gay? And all that. I'm like, no. <laughs> and how do you greet people in Korea then? You just bow. Ah, wow. Awesome. For respect. Wow. <laughs> it's so kind cool. of like how so different. Every single country has its own way of greeting people, honestly. Well, not country. Yes. Like in Europe, they have two kisses on the cheek. And in the States, Ali, do you kiss people on the cheek when you say hi? No. It's like an awkward no. handshake or hug, and it's just always super awkward. So, but yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. one thing I saw because I go to an American school here in Mexico, and I was in a mall and I saw a, a bunch of my teachers, and a lot of them are, are Canadian or, or gringos, and I said hi to them, like in the Latino way, right? I kissed them on the cheek and they were so awkward. They didn't know what to do. They were like backing up. It was such an awkward experience. <laughs> it's it's like you'll either awkwardly wave or if it's formal, you do a handshake. Or, and if it's a friend, then maybe you'll hug. But that's like, some, that's too intense for some people, I guess. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, but that's- I love how you say gringo. <laughs> Like, definitely, like, every single person, I think, in Latin America says gringos to Americans every single time. Yeah. They say behind their backs, but yes. <laughs> do, you, do you think yeah. it's offensive, though? Or not? Huh? Do you think it's offensive? Actually, yes, because I've had friends be like, why do you call us gringo? Like, that's offensive. And I'm like, but it's it's not. It's 
you know, it's kind of a term of endearment almost, but yeah. like they didn't take it that way, but they do sometimes. So yeah, I think some people probably think it's like a slur, but it's so normalized to say it, you know, I just, I forget that there's like another politically correct way of saying like Americans, you know? Yeah. Like, know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forget. It's very normal. It's very normal. So when, if I go to live in the States someday, I, I probably would have to stop myself before calling other people gringos. I mean, to be honest, most of them don't know what it means. So I think you'd be okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Because I think historically it was, you know, like a mean thing to say, but mm. I don't even remember the history of it. Yeah, it <laughs> was. It was definitely was. I think it was because when, like, in histories, I think I learned that some people, like, from the U.S., like, came to some of the Latin American countries during the nineteen like fifties, sixties, seventies, all that, to. And some of them got really mad with what the U.S. did, like, on their land. Let's say in Guatemala, they got mad that the U.S. just took their land, kind of, and started to use it as a military base um, during the Cuban attacks. So Guatemala definitely started to... I know that Guatemala started to use the term gringo after that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. I've, I heard, but I, I'm probably, I think it's like an old wives tale, probably, that in some war or something, green, gringos would wear a green hat, and they would tell them, like, green, green, go, but, you know, like, they would kind of, like, end up with a with Latino accent, so it would be, like, green, go, and it just came together as one word, like, gringo, so <laughs> that's what happened, but I'm yeah. this is wrong. <laughs> no, I heard something similar. <laughs> Like, it was, um, like, immigrants came, and they started calling, like, uh, like, um, Americans, like, green go, because apparently they had, like, money or something, and then they just kind of fused it together as gringo, so. Well, that, that makes more sense. You, your guys' stories are probably accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's so interesting. I'm glad we got together to talk. I hope we do this again with other, like, more... Um, fundamented topics, you know, that we have. Yes, definitely. Uh -huh. I'm sure we have. I love a this. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I know that. Like one of the people that said that was going to do the podcast, I know Yadi, and she's from Honduras. And yeah, I kind of know her because our school has a big rivalry with their school in Aska. So definitely. <laughs> It's that's kind of cool. That's so much fun. And you, what a coincidence that you go, they, what a coincidence that you both found each other in Fiveable. Yeah, definitely. Because she does track and I do soccer, but like the rivalry is really big between my school and her school. Yeah. At least, I don't know if you know what ASCA is, but it's, it's like a tournament with Central American, you know, American schools. So, I think it's once a year, right? Yes, once a year. You get together in a host school and, and you make, well, a tournament. That's There's, cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I, I'd never been to one because I left my school before having the age to travel in Alaska. But there's something very similar here in Mexico. It's called Asomex, and it's the country's 
I mean, it's the American schools here in Mexico, and we get together in one specific like state or school, and we do the same thing practically. Hmm. So <laughs> a way to meet a lot of people. Yep. That's really cool. Like, we kind of have. Yes. We don't really have stuff like that here, but that would be cool if we did. So. So, what's your school like? Um. So my school is pretty big. It's like a typical kind of high school, but I guess like we, it's like kind of um, pretty heavy in like sports and music and stuff. So that's kind of, that's kind of it, I guess. And like a lot of AP classes. That's so cool. Yeah, definitely. And yours, Irene, how's your school? (laughs) My school? Well, it's also pretty big, but I'm pretty sure that your guys' definition of big is probably bigger than mine. Um. There's about, I guess, 150 people in my grade, my generation. We call them genes, generaciones. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's a very, I don't know, I don't know how to talk about the school. It's, it's, a, it's very fun, you know, like, the, we have great teachers and a lot of APs, of course. It, we can only take them in high school. But the, where we live, it's called San Pedro, this municipio. It's a very special kind of municipio because it's like we live in a bubble, you know? So it's very interesting to meet people from other places here in Latin America because you go outside of the bubble. You know, I don't know if you guys would relate to what I'm talking about, but it's it's just an interesting type of, I don't know, people you find here in the school. But in general, it's, it's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Definitely different than my other school where I lived in El Salvador, but interesting. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> How about you in Guatemala? Oh, my school is called the American School of Guatemala. Uh, we have approximately 110 students in my grade, I think. I don't even know how many students there are, but somewhere there. And yeah, I think it's quite big because we have a lot of students great teachers and our school is also it's very we're very competitive in sports oh yeah <laughs> you know it you know it <laughs> i do know it it's like every week they're like oh football team won <laughs> so <laughs> wow that's awesome I mean, what sports what sports are there there's almost everything i'd say we ha- except for maybe like cricket and rugby and like gymnastics, but we have field like, <laughs> hockey. We don't have that. And, uh, <laughs> we have about, I guess I didn't say the size of my grade, but my grade's big. It's about 620 people. So, whoa. Wow. That's a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. You get to know more people. Yeah. Yeah, you do. But it's almost like it's so big, you never get to know everyone. So, but what, like, what sports do you guys have? In my school, we have probably like we don't have so many, but soccer. We have typical ones. Aha, uh-huh, soccer. We don't have football. Um, we have basketball, volleyball. I play volleyball. We have track, but it's really it's not that that big in our school. I don't know why it's becoming bigger, but it's not that big. And in elementary, there are gymnastics and like dance and things like that. But I don't know what happens in middle school and high school that there's like nothing of that. So. Yeah, it's pretty, there's not a lot of stuff that we can do. Yeah, same. 
we don't have a lot of sports compared to your school, but definitely we're very competitive in the sports that we actually focus on, like soccer and volleyball are like the most competitive sports that our school participates. Yeah, those are pretty cool sports. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say we have soccer and volleyball, but I'd say it's not as competitive as some of the other ones. Yeah. Ooh. But still cool. So, what, so what's the most competitive sport at your school? Football. Like, it's it's super competitive. Even though our team's like, eh, it's they're okay. <laughs> but it's like every game gets sold out. So wow, you guys have a football field. We do. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> we don't cool. have that in high school, of course, because there's no football team. There's probably no yeah, we also Mexican schools like I know. Also in Guatemala. I think in Mexico City, there might be one, but not in Monterrey. It's not yeah. that big, I think, in Central America. Yeah, it's not big. Yeah, it's more of a... People only watch the Super Bowl, but after that, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing. I think here in Monterrey, people really love foot watching football, you know, watching the NFL, but... It's mostly the boys. There's a yeah. few girls who like it. I think girls don't like it because, like, they tackle to each other and then <laughs> throw themselves, like, on top of each other, and that looks so violent. I don't like it. It is. <laughs> yeah. But it's so much fun to watch. I mean, it, it took me such a long time to understand the sport itself, but it, it's fun to watch. But you have I mean, to definitely tolerate a little bit of violence. Yeah, I, I think I love, um, like, soccer or football, like, more because it's just – I like the skill behind it. It's a little more – a little less tackle, a little more, like, finesse. Yeah. <laughs> finesse. Yeah. I love how you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. And, Ali, do you have, like, the typical homecoming and those types of things that – Yeah. That's awesome. They're, uh -huh. they're not – cool as you think but it's just a bunch of people jumping up and down <laughs> listening to rap music so <laughs> that's awesome so i think is, is it like full like, dance party with a dance um what do you call it you know like the thing the yeah, yeah, circle yeah. thingy that goes like oh yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> circling thing do you have it every year a DJ. yeah we have it every year and um it's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. I think we quite a ha we have parties like two or three times a month. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's normal. But it's That's really so casual, right? Yeah, casual. Casual. I think it's awesome. In El Salvador, definitely the parties are like, like every. So good. They're, they're fun. I've been to a few, not so many. There's always dancing. There's always drunk people. <laughs> the worst part is if you see someone kind of like very drunk, like the environment is kind of strange. Like you see a lot of drunk people and they're like, do you want more drink? I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I don't want to drink. And they're like people like kind of um, vomiting, <laughs> like doing any type of thing that you'll imagine. <laughs> yeah, there's Definitely the people who don't know how to drink and just go too far, and then the people who don't drink, and then the people who like just like 
have fun. You don't know? drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Here in Mexico, it's it's really interesting because it's nothing like the parties down in El Salvador, which I'm guessing are very similar to the ones in Guatemala. But there's definitely less parties here. There's a lot of like formal <laughs> events that are called the black and white. And you can only go dressed up in black and white and you invite a date. I'm guessing it's kind of like homecoming, but it's more formal. Gotcha. It, it sounds, it's, I think it's like a tradition, you know, because they host them like at the fancy country clubs and things like that. And they're interesting. They're, they're quite an experience. <laughs> yeah. So how about like proms in your school? Prom. <laughs> uh -huh. Prom is different like in the U.S. and Latin America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very I different. Because I know my cousins also had prom in Peru, but it's like, it's definitely different because here it's like you get together beforehand with your friends. You take pictures, you go, you eat food, and then you just jump up and down, I guess. But in like, it sounds like um, it's a lot more elaborate, like they have a little more kind of thought that goes behind it, is kind of what my cousins are telling me. It's a little more like a quinceanera, is like what I'm getting from what yeah. they yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Here in my school, we don't have prom, but we have quite a few like graduation parties, which I'm guessing they are like prom because, you know, people get dressed up and we do get together with our group of friends at the beginning and take pictures and things like that. But it's, it's like very, I don't know, there's one in ninth grade and there's one in, in 12th grade at the end of the year. And the one in ninth grade was more like, like formal. There was jumping up and down, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing the one in 12th grade is probably going to be more prom-like. Mm -hmm. yeah, for us, uh -huh. um... So you also get with your friends, take pictures and that. It's mostly they are, they do it at the hotels and you get to invite like all the guests that's, that you want, but you pay for them. And we kind of start prom by, so everyone goes out with their parents and dance with their parents. So if you're a girl, you dance with your dad. And if you're a boy, you dance with your mom. And then after dancing a bit, now it's just like a party, like a normal party. <laughs> is kind of awkward because your parents kind of see like, if you're drinking or not or not so many of them decide not to drink so it's kind of funny how they don't drink <laughs> yeah and when is it is it like in a specific grade or every year uh yeah 12th grade um i think it's like three days after graduation yeah they do it yeah, it's in El Salvador, in the school I used to go to, it's exactly like that as well. It's the grad, that's how we call it. We don't call it prom. Yeah. There's a prom. It's called prom. But, uh, ah, wow, <laughs> nice. But it, it's also the same, like, you invite people, you invite tables full of people. Like, yeah, tables. Yeah, yeah, the more tables you have. And the they're expensive. And they're super expensive. It's, it's a whole, I, in my opinion, it's kind of like a waste of money because there's so much money that goes yeah. to that and buying tables and decorations and everything and yeah, then you pay there. for them yeah and but, for the drinks alcohol food everything so, so it's, it's kind of expensive yeah yeah but do you guys have like uh -huh. those things called like 
uh, I think, I don't know if you guys have that, but in Guatemala, you could have things like Maragrao, Mara High School, Tercero Cuarto para Quinto, Cuarto para Quinto, no. <laughs> what, what is that? Oh, no, I'm not sure. Oh, maybe. So there are different types of parties. So Maragrao is just the party within the people from your grade. Mm-hmm. Mara High School is the whole the whole high school, so you just reserve a whole bar or a club, and then you just go partying there. Wow. Um, and then Tercero Cuarto para Quinto, it's a party for sophomores, juniors, and seniors at a club. So you you get into those like buses, you know what, right? Like those buses that they have yeah, full of funny. alcohol and art, all that, and yeah. then you go to the club. And then Cuarto para Quinto is for the juniors and seniors. Wow, that sounds so fun. In, in El Salvador, they definitely have those, but they don't call them that. They call them like opens. And I don't know. I, I haven't been to one because I'm not in the school anymore. But here in Monterrey, uh, we, the high school itself isn't that united, you know, so we don't have like parties all together. It's just like parties with a group of friends. What we do have are posadas, which are very interesting. They're like in Christmas time, you invite a date and you just party. You, you organize a party with your group of friends. Like usually it's a girl group of friends, invite, they organize their own and they invite boys and then the other way around, vice versa. And you get dressed up during Christmas time, not during Christmas, but Christmas time. And you invite someone and, and that's it. And it can be anyone, you know, so it ends up being people from other grades as well. Yeah, I've heard of posadas. They sound like a lot of fun. So <laughs> They're fun. They are fun. They are fun. If you guys come to Mexico, I'll invite you to, I'll invite you to one. Yeah, I, I usually go to Monterrey quite a lot, but now I can't. Oh, I'll try. I'll try. I was going to go to Peru and I was like... <laughs> That's not happening. Yeah. That's so sad. This sucks. It's okay. There's always next year. Always next year. Yeah. I feel so bad for the seniors right now. They they just missed out their graduation, their parties, their prom, everything. I feel so bad for them. It's tough for them. I feel really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm nervous for this year though as well because we know we don't know how we're gonna end up and if we're gonna have to cancel our graduations and oh that's sad it's nerve-wracking yeah it kind of sucks starting like virtually like it's complicated communicating with your teachers yes and your friends definitely thank you survivable Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous for like applying for college because that's such a big deal. I feel well, like yeah, Ooh, yes. me too. What? What? I still have a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are you guys applying to or thinking to apply? I'm still doing um, research, personally. And I'm thinking of applying to a couple of like high reach schools, like Dartmouth probably is my highest. Oh, nice. Ugh. Ooh, but I, that's I'm, your dream school. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I'm not sure yet, but definitely uh, a cool school that I would love to go to. But I still have to keep doing research. I am so lost in this. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> but um, my reach school is probably like Columbia. So. Ooh. Ooh, Columbia. Cool. I think I have a low chance of getting into that. But that's no, okay. no. <laughs> You'll get in. Like, who knows? I, I heard from many people that college admissions are random. So <laughs> maybe bit. you could go in, like, get in. Like, who knows? <laughs> we all have a chance. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll see. The cool thing is that, like, yes, admission, like, applications cost a fee, but at the end of the day, well, it doesn't hurt to try. Right. Yeah, yeah. you can do anything you want mm-hmm. any school. That's so true. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but it's definitely a stressful process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck. Plus, <laughs> I was going, like, um, I know a lot of people myself included we're going to like tour campuses this summer and now it's like the virtual stuff is yeah not as good yeah <laughs> i was doing that this morning at three tours in different campuses and the worst part of it is that it sucks up all your battery your computer battery <laughs> definitely i've tried some of them and it's kind of like boring because you cannot see the environment of the campus. You just see like a flat image mm-hmm. and like you just scroll for it. Like it's like a Google Maps, but still it's not like what yeah. you want. Definitely. So true. Yeah, but at least we have them. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I think we've not gone past the extra 40 minutes yet, but I think we're getting close. So I think we should start closing and just. Well, saying farewell. Say bye. Bye. See you next time. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah, bye. (laughs) See you guys next time. Yeah, definitely episode two will have more people. We'll have more more conversation topics. Yeah. Pupusas is the one for now. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I mean, I love it. We'll go for it. Awesome. I mean, it's not that bad. It's unique, (laughs) I guess. (laughs)